to the Slow Brew Podcast, where I teach you how to take control of your money one coffee cup at a time. Today is Monday, February 7th. Before I begin, as always, wanted to mention Twitter and Instagram. Go follow me at Slow Brew Finance. And if you want to reach out to me, ask me a question, you can go to slowbrewfinance.com. And yeah, make sure you email me. Today, um, ho- hopefully, it's a short episode, but it's one that I think uh, shifts your the way you think about saving. And that is that all saving is for future expenditure. The The idea is that, yeah, you want to save money maybe for retirement or maybe for something specific. But the point is you're saving so you can spend later on. Um, for the people out there who think that, you know, investing might... My, my, might be a, a game of greed. Um, it can be, but you know, investing is just a means of taking money from the present and then transporting into the future. And yeah, there's dynamics of taking risk and foregoing some other important expenditure you might have today in order to move it to the future. And it takes self-control, and uh, it takes a, a, a bit of wisdom on how to invest that money. But at the end of the day, that money is there for future expenditure. That's the way I think we need to think about saving. Um, money can get tricky sometimes. Like Sometimes we feel that, I don't know, it can be one or two ways. It can be either you are fascinated with saving or you're fascinated with spending. And uh, and it's weird to think about that. I mean, those two things ultimately point to spending. Uh, for me, I, I tend to be more on the conservative side. I, I tend to save more money than, than I do spend, or at least that's my, my inclination. And uh, it's a good reminder for me to remember that that is for the actual future of spending it. And so part of learning personal finance, I think it's it's being self-aware and understanding how to get the most value out of out of your money. And uh, I wanted to introduce in this podcast, uh, first of all, if you haven't read, I will teach you to be rich. I think you need to. That's my favorite, my all-time favorite uh, finance book. And uh, I think it's worth... I think it's worth the read. And if that's, if I could give one book to all my listeners, I think that would be the one. Because yes, it actually has a pretty good introduction to investing. And I think one that makes sense, that is not too complicated to understand. But, so, so I mean, starting with that, because I do think that most investing books already start somewhere else. Um, or the general investing book that actually doesn't teach you much. I will teach you to be rich is a good introduction, but it, it also puts money in the perspective of, you know, you're, you're here to spend it. You're here for a limited time on earth. That is, and you need to learn how to spend money and learning how to spend money is an actual skill. And one that I, I've been trying to get better at, hopefully I'm doing a better job nowadays, but in the, in the book, Ramit talks about, um, Money dials, and I think it's 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 
probably the best way to put it. So if you think of, you start thinking about how to spend money the best possible way, well, it's pretty simple. You spend a ridiculous amount on the things you love and you cut back on the things you don't. And uh, this might be harder for people who feel like they need to buy something in order to be someone or they feel some societal pressure to spend money a certain way in order to communicate something. Um, but then there's, you know, there, there's the things you actually enjoy and those are the things you should be pursuing. So here's an exercise. Think of three things you love spending money on and then three things you don't care about. And if you do something by the end of the episode is just rank those things. The, the three things you like and the three things you, you, you don't care about. You don't, you don't care spending money on it. So here's an example. Here's mine. Uh, these were pretty easy to come up with. The three things I love. So the first thing is eating out. I've actually been eating out too much lately. Uh, I feel like time has been catching up with me and, um, you know, I have some discretionary uh, funds in my budget that I share with my wife. And I think almost 100% of it last month went to eating out, which is fine. I'll take that. Um, now, I'm not necessarily the, the one to go eat at expensive restaurants. And not because I dislike it at all. It It's just not what I usually do. Usually, I, I would rather eat out more often at a medium level restaurant, you know, I mean, not medium, I, I don't know what you define as medium level, but for me, that's Chipotle all the time, um, so I'll just constantly go there, you know, especially after shoots, you get so tired, it's like my favorite thing to do is just go there, get some black Chipotle tea, it's, uh, it's the best, um, that's number one, for me, the second thing is time off for road tripping, or travel, and again, with this one, I, I would, like to do it more often I'm not a it's interesting for me travel is one of those things where I don't necessarily I'm not the explorer type I don't want to go places that I haven't seen I don't I don't feel any FOMO by not going to you know Europe or something I don't I don't really it's just not me I don't I don't care I I'd rather go visit places um so one of the things for me I've moved around a lot so, and I also have family everywhere. So, uh, in, in multiple different countries, different states, uh, friends in different states. So, it's kind of actually hard for me to decide where to go. At any given point, I, you know, it could be like five different places. But I love doing that. Actually, last year, my wife and I ended up going to this beautiful... Oh, man, I forget the, the name of the company. Um, but it was these you know, the, the, the whole recycled home, uh, movement that's happening, tiny house kind of thing. There was this, uh, cabin in, I think we went to North Carolina and, uh, it was, it just, it looks like, I think it's made from a shipping container and it was overly priced. <laughs> I'll say that, but, uh, we went, we went there, uh, last February and it was just awesome just getting away uh, from everything. It's one of those places that they don't let you even have internet or anything. Um, well, not that they don't let you have internet. They don't have internet. The whole point is for you to disconnect 
And so we spent a, a day there and then we road tripped up to Louisville, uh, Kentucky. And that was fun. I want to keep doing that. Road tripping is one of my favorite things to do. And I like doing it the, the, uh, I want to say cheap, but it's more like, I don't know. I love spending my nights in the car. So I'll just sleep in the middle of the road and uh, not in the middle of the road. I'll pull over to a rest stop. But, you know, practically, practically, I don't really go to hotels or anything. And it's, it's not anything against it. I think I do it. So if it's longer than two days, I'll definitely stop at a hotel every other day. But there's something cool about just, you know, winging it. And, uh, and yeah, then visiting people. But for me, it's more important to have the time off to do that more often. So last year, we, we traveled about four times or five times that year. Um, that was super fun. And the last thing I love spending money on is books. And, you know, books are pretty cheap. Um, and it's interesting because I still use the library, but it, it depends on the book. You know, sometimes I just want to go to the library and, and scavenge what's out there. Um, but a lot of times if I have a book in mind, I'll just download it to my Kindle. And uh, I read too much last year. I'm trying to read less this year because I, I, I feel like I actually started, you know, I should should have been working. I started reading about how to be productive at work, <laughs> which happens sometimes. But those are the three things I love spending money on. And here's uh, three things I don't care about at all. Number one is clothing. I I grew up like, um, I grew up having just a, a, a terrible sense of fashion. Um, I was one of those kids whose mom always just bought the clothes because I didn't really care. So I, you know, my mom was my <laughs> my stylist, and she's she's not very good at it, at least not for boys. So you know, I grew up wearing dumb stuff and you know somewhere somewhere in the middle of college someone you know sat me down and said you you dress like crap 100 <laughs> percent. so uh then i started getting a little bit into you know learning how to dress and uh, i just I, I i don't like it i didn't like the time spent in the morning trying to you know find the perfect combination i it was the worst so i actually wear the same shirt <laughs> all the time now uh, it's not the same shirt, but I just go to Amazon and get the same blue pocket t-shirt and, uh, and I look good in it. I think maybe I start looking bad at, on it, you know, after being, you know, after wearing the same thing since, you know, I think beginning of 2020 I started doing this. So maybe, maybe it's time for a change, but I, I just don't really care about clothing. Um, except for the shoes. I think for me, the shoes have to be comfortable. So I spent, I'll spend a good amount of money on just making sure that I have comfortable shoes. Um, but that's also because I'm standing up and setting up cameras and stuff all day. Uh, and that can get tiring if you don't have the right shoes. Anyway, the second thing I don't care about is cars. Uh, I, I care in the sense that I uh, enjoy my Corolla, my 2014 Corolla. It's the best best thing ever. It's just, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm ever going to, buy another car other than a Corolla. I think they're great cars. Uh, they get you places. They're rel relatively comfortable and they have everything I need. And they're cheap and they uh, last. So I'm just going to go with that forever. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I've known car people uh, in the past in my life and uh, they know a lot about horsepower and throttle and I don't even know what. I don't care about it. Um, the third thing I don't care about is phones either. Um, 
I do have an iPhone. And uh, I got an iPhone actually in college because I didn't, I had a flip phone <laughs> through high school because I didn't care about it. Um, I think unfortunately I started using my phone way more lately. Um, but I'm not, the, if you text me, I'm going to not respond for a day or something. Uh, I don't, I don't like calling or texting. Um, I'm more of an email kind of guy. That's why you should email me. Um, but you know, the, the power, the camera, I don't take photos. I don't really post on Instagram that much. Anything I do post is usually for this podcast and you know, I don't post too much. So that tells you how much I really care about my phone. Um, so the, 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 that's, that's me. That's me right there. Um, I guess in the things I love, I would also maybe put coffee in there. Uh, coffee is, is, is good. I love, I mean, that's in the eating out category almost, but I, I love, you know, going to, to a coffee shop locally and studying there. That's like the two things, two, two of my favorite things is like reading books and being in a coffee shop. So, but, uh, sometimes I combine all three where I <laughs> go to a coffee shop somewhere in the middle of nowhere and I read a book. <laughs> that's like, that's Nirvana for me. But, you know, with this whole thing, and maybe you know a little bit about me now, um, really think about the things you, you enjoy. Think about the money dials, the things that, if you could, if, if you could spend on anything, that would be it. That's the thing you want to spend on. And so identify those things that you, you enjoy and then, and then focus on those, on those. And, um, I guess one more thing, you know, this is not about blowing a budget or blowing your money. This is about understanding the balance. And I'm going to come up with a sort of budget proposal, budget model that you can use on the, on, uh, the things that you need to, you know, you need to save money. Obviously you need to give money. You need to spend money on your essentials and you need to spend money on, on the things you love. And I think you, you need to balance it out. One more thing is saying, you know, make, make sure you, in order to not be feel guilty about spending any money on anything. I'm not, I'm not part of the fire movement anymore. So, you know, before I used to think people were dumb for spending money on anything because you could always, you know, squirrel it away and grow your account, your brokerage account, which is not, it's not even that fun anymore. <laughs> it's like you look at it and it grows so slowly. Sometimes it goes down and sometimes it goes up and it's kind of boring and that's the way it should be. But in order to not feel guilty about the money you spend, you should put a plan in place. And so for those of you out there who feel guilty that you're spending money, ask yourself why you feel guilty about spending it. Is it because you don't feel like you have a good system in place? Because that could be one of the things. And, and in that case, I would say 100% get your budget and your investments and everything else put together and, uh, and then you don't have to feel guilty about it by just even having a plan. Uh, you will stop feeling guilty about spending money. And if you spend money, even though you're already having your life in balance and you feel guilty about spending money, then that's a different conversation. But most people I feel like will not feel too guilty about spending money if they have a system in place. So my encouragement to you is, Keep working on that system and uh, 
and my last thing, the last thing I would want to say is come up with that list. Three things you love, three things you don't care about. You'll get excited about learning how to use your money. All right, let's uh, read the article of the week. I don't know why I actually said read the article of the week, which probably not going to read, but uh, here's the title of this Washington Post article. Facebook loses users for the first time in its history. So Facebook parent Meta stock suffered its biggest single day loss yet as the company refocuses on the metaverse. Um, and if you know what's going on, um, you knew, you know that in, on Wednesday, uh, after hours, Facebook dropped about 27%, a little bit less than that, 26.39 to be exact. Um, one day drop of 26%. So um, all of this happened because they started losing users. Now, I'm not here to predict the future, although sometimes I do that accidentally. Um, but here's the thing. If you are an individual stock picker and you don't know what you're doing, which let's be honest, most people don't. And that even that even includes some professionals. Um, this is the this is the result. Idiosyncratic risk. Um, I know we all think all the FANG stocks and Facebook was part of that FANG. If you haven't heard what that is, it's, you know, Facebook, Apple, Google. Netflix, Amazon. Um, those stocks really, really did really well in 2020, but you know, lately <laughs> it's been it's been a ride. Amazon gained like 20%. <laughs> Meta dropped 27%. Uh, I think Apple beat as well. Netflix dropped, and it's this crazy ride. Um, and so what you will notice is growth companies. These companies that do really, really well, um, as soon as they start showing signs of deterioration, they start dropping like crazy. Because the truth is, the expectations of outperformance is already in the price. So if you think you're buying a certain stock because it's going to do well in the future, and that's your edge, well, you really have no edge. That's already baked into the price. It's it's pretty it's pretty simple. It's something that most people don't even understand. They think that by buying a company, they have an edge because this is a good company and it's gonna you know do well in the future. That's not the reality. Um, be careful because you know, 50 years ago, the S and P 500 was <laughs> looked completely different, and uh, you have this sense of we have a skewed sense of time. We think that whatever has been happening today will continue happening, uh, no questions asked. But you know, is that is that really what's going to happen? Do you really think the top ten companies of today will be the top ten companies of you know ten years from now? Just look at the top ten companies from the S and P five hundred, you know, in twenty twelve, and uh, see how different it is. I mean, I I'm assuming Apple and Microsoft were in there. I don't know about anything else. I think those were the maybe the only two, but I, I may be wrong. Um, so just just don't stock pick and don't definitely don't pick companies because you think they're good companies. Um, 
I don't know. It could work out for a year or two. That's actually a pretty good timeline. You know, something working out for a year or two, but you know, you're investing for 40 years. I think um, the chances of you outperforming the market are actually pretty slim or at least some well thought out mutual fund, um, you know, active or an index. I think something like DFA funds, I think, you know, they're actively managed, but they're great. So anyway, that's it for this week. I'll see you next. Mm -hmm.